Two stories involving Air Canada caught my eye today, and I'm going to talk to uh, one of the people that wrote one of the stories in just a sec. The first one is of this young woman who is flying from Toronto to Vancouver. She lives in Whitehorse, and she's then transferring in Whitehorse. Um, She checked in at Pearson International Airport March 27 before her flight, and her uncle, who was traveling with her, noticed some odd tags on her boarding pass and luggage. And so they asked an Air Canada employee about it, and they said, oh, yeah, um, she has not been assigned a seat for the flight to Vancouver, so she's been put on standby. And no one told her when she was checking in. And she said, you know, standby is when you know that you're on standby and you're aware of it. And I, I said that I wasn't aware that I was going to put, be put on uh, standby. I paid full price. I paid for my seat months ago. So what's with that? And uh, she got the runaround. And uh, an Air Canada spokesperson said to CBC News that uh, uh, standby tickets are generally not issued to customers, but said if the airline substitutes a smaller aircraft because of mechanical problems or other operational reasons, passengers would put be put on standby. Should they not still tell them ASAP when that's going on? And then this story by Neil Crone, who is an actor and comedian. He writes a weekly com- column in the DurhamRegion.com, and uh, this got its way onto the Clarington This Week site. Um, also talks about the run around that he and his wife got on their way down to Key West. I believe it was uh, just recently. He joins us on the line right now. Neil, your story sounds very similar to this young woman who was traveling to Whitehorse. It's very funny. I actually had a friend of mine email me that a link to that story yesterday. She said, uh, wait till you get a load of this. Uh, and uh, it's amazing. Since I wrote my column, uh, the feedback that I've had about this, I mean, people coming out of the woodwork with Air Canada stories, just remarkable. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about your story because it, it, it sounds like it started out like any normal vacation would. It did. We were very excited and eager to go. Uh, we uh, we had an eight an eight thirty departure on uh, the, the first Monday of the March break, and uh, we got there a good three hours early because we were told that you know with the new security measures and whatnot, you know you want to give yourself lots of time. And so we were good little soldiers, and we arrived there at like five o'clock, you know, five fifteen in the morning, cleared through everything just fine. Uh, and we had our t- we had boarding passes, but our boarding passes did not have seat numbers on them. We hadn't been assigned seats yet. We had tried to book seats, uh, confirm seats online about uh, 48 hours prior to our trip, but the Air Canada uh, system kept bumping us up, wouldn't let us get on. And it, that's so, an extra, you, you pay extra for reserving the seat of your choice, do you not? I don't know if, if that's the case. I know, I, know we, I know we had to pay extra on the way back. Yeah, so uh, I think you do. Yeah, yeah, we got dinged for about thirty bucks each on that one. Um, so we wanted to make sure we had these seats because we, you know, we booked them through Air Miles uh, about two months ahead of time, and uh, everything was good to go. Got to the gate, and uh, the very nice lady there said, uh, "You know, we we uh, we don't have a, a flight for you, a seat for you just yet, assigned to you just yet. Uh, it's a very busy flight. We're just waiting to see what our final numbers are, then we'll get you a seat. So uh, give us your name, and uh, when we call you up here, you know." Come and come and chat with us. We thought, mm. okay, that's fine. So we sat and we waited and uh, and we heard uh, so other people's names being called up. <laughs> you know, when you get that awful sinking feeling in your stomach where your name is not being called up, and suddenly they're boarding people and you still haven't got a seat. And we finally went up and checked a couple of times, and they said, no, I'm sorry, this this flight has been overbooked, and uh, uh, people who have been guaranteed a, a confirmed seat uh, have the seats. And uh, finally, she said, you know, if, if, if there's a no-show, you get that seat. Uh, and we're still waiting on some people. 
And it was literally, I mean, everybody had boarded and there were like two seats left or something. Mm. And this young couple come tearing down the, you know, the, the hallway and come screeching in just before the flight almost leaves. And they took the last two seats and we got bumped. That is um, so frustrating to me because you paid for your seats as well two months earlier. Yeah, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, air miles are currency. It's well, cash, and, and yeah. we, paid, we paid for them. And if you're not going to guarantee it, don't sell it to me. Yeah, I agree with that. So what happened after that? You missed that flight. Missed that flight, and we were, we were pretty miffed. Uh, but, you know, we didn't want to get angry at, the, at the, the people at the gate. They were just doing their job. And uh, they said, we can guarantee you a seat on our 8.30 flight out. That's 8.30 tonight, <laughs> so 12 hours at the airport, she said, in the meantime, you can take your chance on a number of standby flights that are, that are heading out. <sighs> and so we went, oh, man. So we played the standby game uh, two or three times and, and got bumped every time at the last second. Somebody else came in and, and we were we unable to get on them. So uh, finally ended up going to uh, the Air Canada customer relations desk there. And uh, What time is this at that you go to the relations desk? Oh, that one's probably... About, I don't know, one in the afternoon. Okay, maybe, you've been I there guess. since 5.30, and now you're yeah. just going there. You are truly a nice Canadian. Yeah, yeah. What's the thing? <laughs> Most people were. And, and yeah, I don't want to get angry at these poor frontline soldiers who are just doing their jobs, you know, supporting this horrible policy of our Canada's. And uh, and so they, they, we got booked onto our flights. We knew we had the 8.30, and we still had a couple of standbys we could try. Meanwhile, I, you know, I had to, uh, I had a flight, or a uh, at a car rental waiting for me in Miami at one o'clock that afternoon, because we assumed we were going to be driving from there to the Keys at one o'clock, had to rebook uh, that for the next day, and then book a an overnight hotel in Miami because our, our eight thirty flight would not have gotten us into Miami till about one o'clock in the morning. Mm. So now I'm out three hundred bucks for the for the hotel room as well. So what did Air Canada uh, offer you? Well, you know they did come across with they offered us each uh, eight hundred dollars in cash, which is not bad. And uh, thirty dollars uh, in in meal vouchers each, which is about a daiquiri, in the, <laughs> you know, essentially. Uh, and that that was you know that was something, but it, to my way of thinking, it was not enough. Um, I certainly appreciated it, but twelve hours of, of my time uh, and plus a, a full day of vacation gone, plus three hundred dollar, uh, um, you know, hotel room the next day, and we didn't get to the keys until about. Uh, Key West, anyway, till about three or four in the afternoon the next day. But on so, the way back, you paid for your reservation and you got on okay. Yes, yeah, and we were surprised by that again mm-hmm. we had we had prepaid for that seat. So why you charge me now to get a seat is a, a little mind-boggling. And that is funnily enough where we're going to jump off this conversation to Neil, because I think both of these stories have a common thread, and that is if you're flying Air Canada, they're going to overbook your flight. The only way to make sure you get on the flight that you've paid for it, that you've reserved, is to actually reserve an assigned seat, which Chris just checked, it does cost money. It does cost money. It yeah. does cost money. So what kind of racket is happening there? Yeah, well, it's it's, it's a great way to lose customers, I'll tell you. Uh, I'm I'm going to go... Uh, a long way around before I ever fly AC again. I'm gonna I'm gonna head to another carrier because that's just it's just maddening. It's a horrible way to start a vacation. Yeah, I mean, it, we laughed we laughed about it, but it was you laughed about it because you're a comedian and that's what you do. You take these tragic moments and you turn them into something funny. You're currently working on a Netflix Christmas movie. Before I let you go, just give it a little plug. Oh yeah, well we're working on a wonderful little movie for Netflix uh, called uh, Christmas Inheritance, and we're shooting up in uh, beautiful North Bay right now where it's still winter. 
uh, and it's <laughs> it's great. We love it. We love it. All right. Well, of course you do. You don't mind getting bumped. <laughs> Neil, listen. I could, I could drive to North Bay. It was all good. <laughs> we look forward to uh, checking that out on Netflix. You have a, yourself a fantastic afternoon. Thank you. Cheers. That's Neil Crone. He's an actor, comedian. You may know him as a Second City alumni.